Five Things First Thing with JR Morning's Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. And it's a pure Michigan Thursday after all these warm temperatures. We're going to get a heavy dose of winter on the west side of the state. Uh, if you're in the northern counties running about uh, Livingston East to Macomb, you're, you could get up to two inches. Uh, probably you're seeing the beginnings of it about an hour from now. And we're going to be watching the radar. Renee is all over it in terms of accidents and uh this is uh, a thursday eve this is going to be one of those news weeks where i think everybody's going to be happy to get to the finish line on friday that scene out of kansas city soul crushing for those the, the highest high for a community yeah and then the lowest low. i just can't believe this happened so often it just breaks my heart and now we can confirm that a local dj a mother of two is yeah. dead because of this. Her name was is Lisa Lopez, and uh, we're getting very little information about who the other people are. But we know 21 others had gunshot wounds, including nine children. And this hospital was treating 11 children ages 6 to 15. So a 6-year-old was a part of this. And what happened is people brought guns to a celebration for the Super Bowl and started shooting. And then got into a... Uh, 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 some kind of a dispute, and it, it was, it's, it's. You put this under the category of knuckleheads with guns, right? Idiots with guns, bullets flying everywhere, and they have no names, and indiscriminately hit kids and and other people. But yeah. the the number of rounds fired, what was going on? Yeah, you could hear it. Well, if you see one, there's a video on social media of a woman picking up one of the guns that was just dropped, and it's huge. It's giant. So it looks like something that could rattle off a lot of bullets at one time. And how do you sneak that into a security event where there are eight? Hundred police officers. I don't know. I, my heart hurts today. Three people have been detained. Chief Stacy Graves of the Kansas City Police said, you know, she didn't name them. She said she's angry. That's how I feel. I am angry that we can't go to a July 4th parade, a celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs, a mall, a movie theater, school without something happening. And let me just say kudos to the uh, police officers, because when you see that video and you see people running out of that building, they're they're running running in. in. God bless those police officers. Absolutely. Kudos to the fans that took down gunman number three. Yes. 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 You see them tackling them. Yeah. We're, Um, We're done with this. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes tweeted praying for Kansas City. This is just a couple days after winning the Super Bowl. Other players guard Trey Smith thanked the emergency personnel who ran toward the sound of danger. Linebacker Drew Tranquil recognized the efforts of doctors caring for the people who had been shot. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a receiver who caught a touchdown in the game, he says he wants to connect with the children who are being treated at the local yeah. children's hospital to offer them support in any way he can. Good man. Um, it, it was interesting yesterday. I, I just wish, you know, the, the, there's always this cloud of, of, of possible terrorism that doesn't appear to be anywhere here. There's no, nobody's clearing it, that up though, whether it is I or wish not. they'd be more, uh, straightforward yeah. with that in dismissing it. But I mean, it happened away from the cameras. It happened at the end of the event. There was a lot of markers that this wasn't the kind of big grand gesture that terrorists like to do. Mm-hmm. It, does it sound... doesn't seem like a mass shooting where someone went there with that intent, but we need to get more information from police. Yeah. But... And I think we probably will because the people that they have in custody, they're going to have to charge them uh, pretty soon. I mean, you, you have you got 72 hours usually to charge them, so they'll we'll have more information and it'll be some arraignments or something and we'll know more, yeah. I'm sure. 
A lot of outrage uh, being expressed in a number of venues uh, yesterday, uh, unconnected to what was happening in Kansas City. The Michigan House yesterday, in a rare unified statement condemning in a resolution racist, xenophobic, and white supremacist language by members of the Michigan House. Now, it was amended before adoption to include anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Good on them. Um, but it was Matt Hall and Speaker Tate coming together, and God knows yeah. they've been bitterly divided. Right. Uh, but coming to make a, a big statement, only five Republicans voting against it, one of them being the man that it was uh, did not mention, but it was clearly aimed at. And that is Representative Josh Shriver, Republican of Oxford, who had engaged in this great replacement theory repost on, on X. Um, he said that he was uh, voting no because he values free speech. Well, you know what? I value free speech, too. This was all about free speech. And it was the free speech of Michigan House members saying, we're not <laughs> having it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was all about free speech, Representative Schreiber. And it was about you owning your words. So, it, yes, the First Amendment comes with responsibility, sir. And you just found that out. Uh, and and by the sa- at the same time in the U.S. House, um, there was a resolution to condemn Hamas's use of rape as a weapon of war. Uh, the resolution passed 418 to zero. Mm. Okay. With Rashida Tlaib voting neither, she voted present. Wow. I would say that's a that's a contradiction, Representative. Yeah. You weren't present at all, not for women who are victims of rape. Not for those that are victimized with this horrible exercise of, which is basically a war crime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You were not present when it came to denouncing a war crime. A lot of these things seem black and white. Rape is bad. I'm going to vote with my colleagues on this. You can absolutely have your stance on how you think the situation in Rafa is going. But why can't you say... Women shouldn't be raped in, in war. No, no. question. We've, we've got uh, a United Nations investigation underway as to whether or not the Israeli army used white phosphorus, basically a chemical mm-hmm. weapon mm-hmm. Uh, against uh, targets in uh, in Lebanon and perhaps elsewhere. By the way, they, uh, they this morning the breaking news was an Israeli, a group of Israelis has gone into the Nasser Hospital, uh, which has been a stronghold for Gaza refugees uh, where they've been sheltering. Uh, but they believe that they have uh, a Hamas uh, target there. Uh, meantime, I, I would like to say that it's clarified the leadership of the Michigan Republican Party, but it's certainly <laughs> a step in that direction. Yeah. Well, former uh, Congressman uh, Pete Hoekstra, he's been formally appointed as uh, the Michigan GOP chairman by the National Republican Party. The decision reached yesterday follows a unanimous vote by the executive committee of the Republican National Committee to recognize Hoekstra's leadership and uphold the removal of Christina Caramo from the position earlier this year. The contentious vote to oust Caramo, a staunch supporter of former President Donald Trump, led to a divide within the Michigan GOP. Trump endorsed Hoekstra for the position, emphasizing the need for party unity ahead of the upcoming presidential election. Hoekstra, a former U.S. representative and ambassador under Trump, expressed his commitment to leading the party to victory in November. While the RNC's decision provides some validation for Hoekstra, the legal battle over the chair position is far from over. Karamo, who contests the RNC's authority in this matter, awaits a court filing. And the Karamo wing of the state GOP released a statement saying the RNC's discriminatory actions against chairwoman Karamo as a a voting member only prompt us 
to take the necessary steps to protect the rights and the will of the Michigan Republican Party, precinct delegates, state committee members, and voters. And Pete Hoekstra will join us later on this morning at 849. She's not going quietly. How many times um, in the parking lot, wherever it may be, have you been backing up and you're trying to be careful, you're checking your blind spots, your rear view, mm-hmm. backup cameras, all of that. And your your car will warn you that a pedestrian is walking from the side. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those systems are helpful. Yeah. But a, the, the, how many times do you say to yourself, why is that person not seeing my backup lights? Why are they still walking behind me? <laughs> why are they putting so much faith in me and those emergency systems? Yeah. AAA out with a, a, a test this morning of those emergency backup and cross-traffic mitigation systems saying that in the multiple tests that they did, they only prevented an accident uh, 65% of the time. They only applied the brakes 65% of the time and prevented a collision in 2.5% of the test runs in the context of a backing-up scenario in, involving a vehicle crossing when you add in a, a child target for instance okay they were only the only were applied the brakes in 75 percent of the cases and prevented accidents and perhaps loss of life in only 50 percent so for, for pedestrians out there if you see someone's backup lights don't put your faith in technology or the driver yeah um just stop i mean cars i've backed out and cars have flown past me they, they speed just, up yeah they see me coming out zoom, right behind me yeah <laughs> These it's, are issues in different park Costco. It's yep. super busy. Oh, oh yeah. You yeah. just got to have your head on a swivel there. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You got to be yeah. an owl. But, I mean, <laughs> just a nice warning today as you go about your business that we we all know we have to be careful. We can't rely on that technology. And if you're a pedestrian, neither should you. Uh, when we come back, uh, it's one of the, the – it's an institution – Marvelous Marvin's uh, Mechanical Museum. What might the future be for that landmark? We're going to be talking with the owner, Jeremy Yagoda, next on J.R. Morgan.